Jason. This is Kailani. And you're here for the Word for the Night podcast, episode 21, a podcast that we should rename We're In for the Foreseeable Future, because this is now quarantine life. Yes. We have been locked down with one another, which uh-huh. is, to say the least, been enjoyable. Enjoyable? In, in many instances. Are we being sarcastic? No, well, it's given us the chance to discuss things like off air, like how we don't really have an anniversary. <laughs> All right? I mean, yeah. so we don't really have an anniversary. We just have, uh, you know, landmark events, I guess, in our relationship. And so we are counting one of those watershed moments as our anniversary, you've decided. I, I guess. Slowly over the years, you decided that because it's been like, it's now become like our anniversary. But it's not like a true anniversary. Okay. These are the kind of things that we have time to lament while we're stuck together for mm. 24 hours a day. I just keep hearing that Huey Lewis song in my head, uh, So Happy to Be Stuck With You. Because, uh, you know, yes, it's true. I'm so happy to be stuck with you. <laughs> it's been if, a... If nobody catches on, he's being sincerely sarcastic. I'm being sincere. I don't... I'm not being sarcastic. I don't think anybody else... Um, besides my angel of a mother could have gotten through this quarantine with me, but you. So. <laughs> okay, I'll I tru- take it. truly appreciate that. <laughs> we have had a lot of time, obviously, on our hands, and uh, we've seen a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like most people in this country and in the world, we've seen Tiger King. Yes. I didn't really care for this the first episode. No, not at all. I, even the second. You started liking it the second, not me. It was like... By the end of the second, beginning of third, I was like, okay, something's happening here. Oh, this a is, lot's happening no, here. No, right. This is crazy. This is real. Would you ever have spent seven hours watching this if we didn't have all the time in the world? Okay, to be clear, we did not binge watch like most people. Yeah. We didn't sit, spend seven straight hours. Oh, no. You are you got me. We're structured right now. Yes. We're like Will Smith and I am legend. <laughs> We're waking up, we're working out like fucking motherfuckers, we're doing something for our minds, and then, you know, we're exercising again, and I swear to God, we're going to fucking hunt lions here in a second. Um, so we don't get a chance to sit down and watch TV all day, so we were watching this at night, um, mm-hmm. and it was riveting television to us. Yes. Don't you miss it? I don't. I'm glad that it was <laughs> over, because it was it was getting so weird every night that it was just becoming too much. Really? Yeah. I just wanted more. And I think most people do want more. I think that this hit at... I mean, they're calling this the most popular documentary of all time. I still don't think this is as good as Wild Wild Country. No. Yeah, I, think, I agree. Which is also available on Netflix if you haven't seen it out there. Uh, another documentary that we watched... I mean, let, first of all, let's... Before we move on, can we just curse the name of Carol Baskin? We can. Where do you stand on the Carol Baskin? Just to be sure, do you think she killed the husband? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And this next one's about to be gone, too. Who? This next one. The husband, right now. Oh, you think her husband? Yeah, the guy that... he's going to go missing. Yeah. I think that throughout the documentary, he's doing subtle signs that he's in danger and yeah. needs help, and no one's picking up on it. And why isn't she speaking out? Only he's speaking out. What's his name? Harold? Harold? Harold. <laughs> Harold? Harold looks like he's going to cry at any given moment, um, but he also looks like he's deathly afraid of that woman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're a cool cat and kitten, I gotta Mm -hmm. say. Hey, cool cat and kittens. So we saw the fire documentary. Who did it, babe? Wait, hold on. Who did it? (laughs) Who did what? (laughs) That bitch Carol Baskin? (laughs) (laughs) I just walk around cursing the name Carol Baskin for about 16 (laughs) hours a day. 
I never met the woman. Before three weeks ago, nobody even knew who this poor lady was. And now we've all condemned her without a trial, without any sort of evidence outside of what's been presented in this documentary. I don't think it would have been as popular if it wasn't for their shelter in place right now. That's what I'm saying. Because everybody had the time and um, the memes from this are just classic. Yeah. And the memes that have come from this are just fantastic. We also saw the documentary on Fire, which was the failed festival from a couple years back. This was done from the same production team as Tiger King, and it's also uh, very well done about a, a very minor incident, but something that's... Wait, uh, back up. You said minor? Yeah. Minor incident. It was, it was minor in the fact that it lasted one night. These people were stranded on a desert island. all those people who they got spent swindled. the money. I love in the middle of this documentary, there's a clip from a Tonight Show with a comedian on it, and they ask his thoughts about it, because it was when it was going on. And he said, you know, if you had thousands of dollars to fly to the Bahamas for a Blink-182 concert, like, it, shit happens, man. Like, these, none of these people, I don't feel bad for anybody. This is ultra-exclusive. These people got swindled by a guy who thought he was the smartest dude in the room who turned out to be a con man. And they were out some money. But really, the notoriety that you went to fire or you got... I, I bet you that's like going to be more of a lasting impact. Let's also remember that our dear Ja Rule was in there. Why wasn't... part of it. Why wasn't Ja Ja in trouble more that's is what, what I, I wanted need to, to know. know. That's what I need to know. How did you get away with it, sir? <laughs> I, I, I just... What I forgot is how much I dislike Ja Rule anyways. I mean, I just never... And this is before the 50 Cent beef and all that kind of stuff where it made him, like, uncool to like. I, even he was in movies, like, with Steven Seagal. And she, he just never... He overacted. He's in the first Fast and Furious, which people forget. He's, like, the only character in that entire franchise that they haven't brought back for any subsequent movies. I mean, it's very peculiar, but I can't stand the way he over-enunciates things. And just he just annoys the shit out of but me. I want to know why he's not in jail. I agree. He should definitely be... Uh, when he's saying that it's not fraud because it's it's false advertising, it's like, no, it's clearly fraud here, sir. Uh, but a pretty riveting documentary. Only one episode, not a series like Tiger King, so not something you can binge, but definitely something that's worth your time if you're hungry for things. Because that follow-up episode by, on Tiger King was dog shit mm-hmm. with Joel McHale. But they tried. Just like Saturday they, Night Live. But they tried? That doesn't get you views on YouTube. Why would it get you views on Because Netflix? we have all the time in the world. <laughs> <laughs> together. We're turning, in this together, This is turning guys. into a Glee episode. <laughs> All right, we watched uh, Vice's... Vice has a channel, if some of you guys didn't know out there, and they have Dark Side of the Ring, which is exploring some of the darker aspects of professional wrestling. This is the second season. They came out with a two-part episode on Chris Benoit, if you forgot that tragic story. This is the professional wrestler who, uh, after the facts came out, murdered his wife on a Friday night, waited a full day, murdered his, strangled his eight-year-old son mm-hmm. um, on Saturday night, laid him face down in his bed, slept all night, woke up the next day, texted some people, colleagues, fellow wrestlers, that his dogs were in a certain place and needed to be let down, out, and then he hung himself on his gym equipment, the cable machine, uh, at his private resident. He didn't show up for his wrestling performance and the cops came and they found this horrific scene and a lot of stuff was blamed, roid rage, CTE, Um, but as I'm watching this, and you know, you never want to speak ill of the dead, 
I got a really odd vibe, and I know you did too, that he may have had some sort of love affair going on with his his best friend Eddie Guerrero there, who he was so distraught over that person's death that pretty much gave up on life. And I can understand maybe killing yourself if that's the issue, um, but why kill your family? I do believe CTE was ma- majorly involved in this, and back in, I think this happened in 2007, 2008, like the... The study and the findings weren't there like they are today. But what do you think of this story in general? I know you don't know really anything outside of what you see on Total Bellas about wrestling. So what do you think about this? I actually really, really liked it. Although it was very sad, like you said. And he left his other son, who looks identical to him, behind. I mean, did he leave a letter? Like, what's going on with that? And why did the aunt and that son reunite after so many years? I think that was done for the show. Yeah. I really don't think that that was genuine at all. Sometimes these documentaries need like a, I don't want to say a false ending, but something like Tiger King was worked on for five years. They didn't work on that documentary for five years. That was, and there, to be fair, on YouTube, there's been a lot of fan-made documentaries that almost rival what Vice is doing. The only difference is this was narrated by Chris Jericho and has some WWE official footage uh, in there. And I don't know, it's just such a sad, tragic story, but... His kid, what a cute little boy, good-looking wife. Yeah, they may have had some marital problems, it sounded like, but um, not enough to, to murder your family. No. Yeah, so if you want to get depressed, watch Dark Side of the Ring. It's on YouTube and on Vice right now. Um, we watch a 90s television show. Yes, but can we... Okay, what, what are we talking about now? We watch a 90s sitcom at yeah. night, kind of as a comfort food. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you three chances to guess the name of it. Okay? You are so evil. Am I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want... You're going to get three chances. I'm going to get think, it on the second one. I think you, I, you're definitely not getting it on the first. And I'm going to tell you right now, mm-hmm. it's not your first guess. So let's guess. This is a 1990s sitcom. I'll give you this. It even stars Joe Rogan and Dave Foley. We watch it almost every night on demand. What is the name of the show? Guess one is? Night Court. It's not Night Court. Night Radio. It's not Night Radio. That's two. Come on. It's there. News Radio. Oh, you got it on the third one. This is what you do. Almost without fail, first one's Night Court. Because <laughs> I do this to you multiple times throughout the week. Number two um, is either Night Radio or Late Night Radio. And then the third one is whatever you didn't say on the second one, if it's like late night or just night radio. And then I say no, and then you look at me, and then you repeat it more sternly to make it true, even though it's not. Yes. And then you stumble upon news radio. So you got it in three. Thank you. Well done. You won that round. Okay, so the other night we watched Onward because movies are being dumped onto streaming services. And you and I both ate an edible, and we watched this movie. And I wasn't impressed, even off an edible. Thought it kind of sucked. I mean, it it, it was sad. It was cute, but it, I was disappointed. I had high hopes. I, I thought it was going to be like How to Train Your Dragon. Why do you always <laughs> go to that one? Like that's the high watermark for all these kids animated movies. Like when I think of like a like a brilliant kids animated movie, I think of Up or Toy Story. And you, to me, go to like the B level, and you're like, Hey, How to Train Your Dragon. That's like someone saying, well, hey, Yogi Berra was really too. good. What? That's how I am with movies, too. 
what you like the B level ones? Yeah. You're, you're kidding me? I watch B movies all day long and you crack on me. No, not you don't. Okay, there's a difference between my B movies and your B movies. Your B movies are like cheesy. Nobody even probably has heard half of the movies you watch. You're hilarious. The movies I watch have like fan appreciation. That Facebook you pages. happen to be a part of. I'm curious. Are you the president of these? I should be. I'm not only the president, <laughs> I'm also a member, lady. It doesn't matter any of this. If you want to join, you can go ahead and DM me and I'll tell you where it's at. But anyways, these movies star Chuck Norris, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Dolph Lundgren, you know, awesome movies. In fact, I made you watch a documentary called Chuck Norris versus Communism. That was freaking awesome. You got to you got to admit I'm not saying that Chuck Norris is an awesome... It didn't really have anything to do with Chuck Norris, but you're right. Don't speak badly of Chuck Norris or you will catch corona. What? It's proven. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Chuck Nor- Norris is cool. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Can we keep Stallone, Can we too? talk about how we fell asleep to the Hallmark Channel every night when we would watch The Walker? It's not... First of all, it's not called okay. The Walker. It's called Walker, Texas Ranger. Okay. <laughs> Still. Cordell Walker. So... So you've elevated in your screening because now we're watching. I don't think it was radio. On, news I, radio. You're right. I I did DVR five seasons of that show. Yeah. And it, I don't think it was on the Hallmark Channel, but I do recall when it, we were it, at it my was old place. Was, we were praying. We would we know we would watch that. I would put that show on as we were passing out. And we would both wake up on my couch when it was well over, and it would be that televangelist. Asking people for their poor money, for seed money, Telling so you can buy his Rolls Royce. lifetime or No, it was something terrible. Regardless, um, Onward sucked. and It I, didn't suck that bad. But yes, it, it was, was disappointing. Bad. It was bad. No one liked it. No one likes it. Stuber, watched that the other night. Yeah. It's better than it was in the movie theater. It's kind of mm-hmm. funny how some movies play better. That's like a movie that would have been a VHS rental back in the day. Like, it would have just been... Like people would have watched that from Blockbuster and or Redbox and like, yeah. I just need to know who did the casting because it was horrible. The daughter, who is that person? Why would the whole ever since that character came on screen you said, Who's that actress? I said, I don't know. Well, I don't like her. What was your vendetta against the girl who played Batista's daughter? And first off, it didn't look like his daughter. Like it wouldn't pass for his daughter. So you're saying it was just stunt casting? Yeah. I guess. What's stunt ca- casting? Well, then don't agree with me so readily if you don't well, know what I I'm would saying. agree with you anyways because I wouldn't want to argue. That's, uh, that's We're on a do. podcast. This is the time <laughs> to argue. I appreciate that sentiment otherwise, though. <laughs> so what's up with Stuber? Did you like it or not? I didn't mind it. No. Uh, but no. All right. Well, I, I thought it was better at home than it was in the movies. I wouldn't tell anybody, hey, you should watch that movie. I saw that movie during a massive heat wave during the summer, and it, just, it I thought it sucked even for just like 90 minutes out of the sun. Mm-hmm. It's, it still wasn't that good, but at least uh, we were out of the sun. But it was really like loud and aggressive, the action sequences in the movie theater, and then it didn't mix tonally with the comedy. But at home, it wasn't so jarring, I guess. It wasn't so overwhelming. I don't know. Could have been the edible light that day. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, let's talk... Movie names, ding, ding, ding. It's the round two of Name That Movie. We saw a movie starring Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish, and... Yeah, you know the name mm-hmm. of it. The Kitchen. Oh, shit. Are you looking at my list? No. Can you see my list? No. You sure? You know I can't see, honey. That's true. You are blind as a bat. How'd you know that? Is it because I said it earlier? 
Well, those people are only in that movie just recently. And yes, because you said it earlier. You just said, like, we watched that thing like two weeks ago, and yet we watch news radio every night, and you still can't guess it? You still call it Night Court? Because it's nighttime, and it's radio. We watch it at nighttime. The show doesn't take place at night. Thank you. Um, (laughs) So The Kitchen was another movie that sucked. Yes, that was horrible. That was really bad. That it was, was painful. Like, I wanted you to stop it like mid through. Not that's being generous, but she didn't. I, I don't understand why. Well, why would I? We were halfway through the movie. Because you would in any other movie. No, I, I finish movies. Yeah, no, you pause You're, movies, no. and we get back to them. Because <laughs> you fall asleep. This is the game we play every episode. <laughs> Let's move on. I have recommended some. Really good movies lately. Not to pat myself on the back, but movies that you've been impressed by. Okay. So let's go to round three. No. Name that movie. Name that movie. movie. I'm going to tell you one. What movies have been really good? You have picked very bad movies. No, I'm going to tell you. You've just forgotten already, so it proves my point for round three of Name That Movie. We watched a movie you liked, a little gem from the year 1999, starring Jeff Bridges and Tim Robbins, where Jeff Bridges plays a paranoid guy who thinks his neighbor is a terrorist. The name of the movie is The Street They Live On. What is it called? Abigail. No. Not even close. Adeline. Not closer at all. Greenbrier. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I know. You could have just said I don't know instead of saying Greenbrier. Well, because the house was green, right? Some of it. You remember the color of the house they <laughs> lived in, but not the title? Yeah. It was called Arlington Road. Okay. So it was an A? I started with... <laughs> Abigail? Arl- in Arlington. Uh, Greenbrier? Greenbrier. <laughs> so you liked that one, though. That You gotta admit, that was a pretty damn good movie. It was great. Yeah. It, was- it took us about five <laughs> before to get to a good movie, but yes. Well, I was getting to that point, but let's talk about the good one first. You know, let's, you know, you give somebody dessert before you give them dinner. Oh. What's, uh, <laughs> would you recommend Arlington Road to people if they can get their hands on oh, it? Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's, I think, a really overlooked movie. Really good movie. It came out in the summer of 99. It's about terror- terrorism, and it went uh, overlooked amongst the big blockbusters of that year, and this is pre-9-11, and then post-9-11, there seemed to be some sensitivity, obviously, about that subject of terrorism and homegrown terrorism, especially the Timothy McVeigh's of the world. And uh, the movie just kind of languished and never found an audience. And it's available periodically on Hulu and Crackle and whatnot, but it's really, really intense and, and features a couple of good performances by Joan Cusack, Tim Robbins, and Jeff Bridges. I think it's worthy to uh, search out if you have a streaming service that has it to give it a watch, especially if you have all this free time. Moving on. I did recommend one movie that I'm not too proud of. Let's try three, but go ahead. Which one are we going to no, confess no, no. to? Let's, since you're so good with movie names, let's you tell me what are the three dog shit ones I recommended. I can't. You can't? <laughs> I, because I would describe it in a very bad way. Well, let's let's see if I can get the name of the movie based on your description of Gabriel, it. Gabriel. Gabriel. <clears throat> Cedric. Please, keep going. No, no, come on, come on, say it. I know what you're trying to say. Please, this is so good. Cedric? Who's Cedric? Hendrick? No. <laughs> Why do you say it with that? You raised your eyebrow when you said it. Are you talking about Cedric? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> the man, right? 
Well, yeah, he's a man. <laughs> That's a man's name. Every time. Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah, that one and then his friend. What's his friend's name? What's that comedian's name? Norman. <laughs> no. The character's name is Norton, which is unbelievable. The fact that you pick up on weird shit in movies, like the color of the house they live in, that character's name, but like not the actor or like anybody else, is Mike Epps. Mike Epps, yes. Yeah, no, I know. I watched it with you. <laughs> I was there. Um, and um, Gabrielle Union. Yes, I said that. When you, oh, when you said Gabriel, that's what you meant? Oh, I get it. Now you meant Gabrielle Union. Totally makes sense. Totally. Um, the Honeymooners is a 2005 comedy based on the Jackie Gleason 1950s sitcom that everybody loved. And I saw this back in the day and thought it was really kind of amusing. And Roger Ebert gave it a good review. I mean, I went and looked this up too. He ate a lot of shit for doing that. But he gave it a good review. And I thought John Leguizamo has like a nice little cameo in there that's kind of funny. Uh, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's available on HBO Go if you don't want to watch it. And I bet you right now... Out of all the things, like if you look at their metrics on HBO Go, out of what's being streamed, I bet you Honeymooners is amongst like the least of things being streamed. I don't even think people know what that is. Well, I just explained it, so I hope Well, they... I mean, I'm just saying, it, if it wasn't for Jason Rugard, none of us would know about this movie. Only me and Cedric and yeah. Gabriel. Well, yeah, and the actors and, and actresses. And Norman, us three would know about it. Um, it's terrible. There I... was another one that you chose, though. Which one? There is another horrible movie that you sold me on and how good it was. And it was, and you kept saying, why, why did I remember this was so good? Uh, What's the name of that movie? I, why that happens all the time. No, but it was right before this one. Mm. Because this was the second. You're right. Oh, it was called Thick as Thieves with Alec Baldwin, Michael Jai White, where he, they killed his dog. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Excuse me. That was a little bit better than the Honeymooners. The oh. Honeymooners is like legendarily bad. You said it was hilarious, though. It in my in my mind's <laughs> rearview mirror, it was funny. <clears throat> Excuse me. You didn't want to laugh that night. No, no. Don't blame it on me. No, the movie had to work extra hard to entertain you because then we watched movie forty three a couple nights later, which mm-hmm. is uh, pretty. Raunchy, tawdry, uh, not very, not very good by any stretch of the imagination. But that was pretty amusing, for what it was, right? I mean, amusing, sure. You laughed out loud. Yeah. You're a tough audience when it comes to comedies. I've noticed that about you. You know, you'll laugh out loud several times in a comedy, and to me, that signals it's working. To you, it's like, eh, it was like a pity fuck. Eh. Yeah, it, that's what it is—a pity laugh. Like, I was going into, I mean, everybody goes in looking to smile and laugh through a comedy, right? That's what they're made for. So you're expecting to enjoy this or have some type of enjoyment. So you're, what kind of a sadistic fuck are you that has a pity laugh? I have a pity laugh because I'm, I need to. Because you're dating me. You're used to pity laughing. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Is that a pity laugh? I just think, I don't know, it validates how I feel. <laughs> it actually doesn't. It's disingenuous. <laughs> Excuse me. It does the opposite. Yeah. Uh, let's move on and talk about the last movie on tonight's show. A real fucking doozy. It was about a girl dying from cancer. What was the name? Or not cancer, I'm sorry. I forgot what she was dying of because it was so such a stupid fucking movie. 
I hated this movie. This movie goes on the list of worst movies of 2019. Easily top three. Okay? Yeah. The Blonde Girl. Oh, yeah. Last song. No, keep going. Last dance. Keep going. Last Christmas. You found it on the third one. And what did she do? She gave him his heart. heart. In the very next year. I mean, it's like, this thing was inspired by a George Michael song, and it takes its meaning so fucking literally at points, and then metaphorically and, like, figuratively, in every way it could be dissected, and in the end, it ain't worth it. And I called it. Oh, you think? Oh, did you? Did you? (laughs) If you saw the poster, you'd call it. If you sang the song (laughs) in your head, you'd call it. I mean, don't give yourself too much fucking credit for calling it. If you had watched Tiger King episode one, and you told me that he was turning straight boys gay, then that would be uh, something. But you can't tell me that you watched Last Christmas and 20 minutes in figured out the ending, because everybody did. That he wasn't real? How'd you guess it? That he wasn't changing clothes? That he only showed up at night? That he didn't have a real job? I I think he's the only reason why that movie was good. Oh, do tell why. He's a good actor? Is he? And he's nice oh, to look at. You think he delivered a solid performance in that movie? Better than she did. That's fair enough. He and, tried. and the worst part is she's not unattractive, but she's so unappealing in the characters that she's chosen to play on the big screen. Between that and her her obnoxious rendition of Sarah Connor uh, five years ago in a Terminator movie that nobody remembers when they tried to reboot it last time, it, that she's fucking killing her career. That that actress totally killing her career as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so we did watch a feel good movie, an old gem, something I had never seen, a Nicolas Cage movie called It Could Happen to You. Mm-hmm. It was cute. Mm-hmm. I don't use that word often, but it was cute. Yeah. Did it fulfill everything you ever wanted? Uh, I mean, I don't know what I mean, it wasn't like the <laughs> blowjob. What are you talking about? <laughs> It was just a Nicolas Cage movie from the 90s. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be. I mean, literally. But it's an Andrew Bergman movie. It's done with a certain amount of, like, gloss and sheen. It kind of looks like a Gary Marshall movie from back in that day. Hmm. These names just going right over your head. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, don't be. This is why you talk like that with Trevor. Well, speaking of that, that'll wrap up tonight's show. (laughs) And I'll be back with a regular trap podcast with Trevor while I'll be discussing It Could Happen to You. For sure. Yes. Um, anything else you want to get in on this quarantine podcast? And this is an extra long show because we got, you got, uh, put it like this. I know you guys out there got time. You can listen to the end of the podcast. <laughs> you might be on a walk. You might be taking a dump. Hopefully you're not in a car. Where are you going? You know, where are you going? Go back home. Unless you got an essential need. What's an essential need? Like, would you think that cream for your diaper rash would be an essential need? Do you think you could, you could go out and get some, uh... Some gold bond for that? And that I mean, be... if somebody were to have a diaper rash, absolutely. No, I mean the, the one that you have right now. I do not have one. Oh, okay. But I'm just saying, like, if, you, <laughs> if, so if hypothetically you did, I'm pretty sure you could go out to the store because it's considered an essential need. Yeah, I mean, I go to the store anyways because you're too pussy too. Well, I mean, you're essentially, you're a hero. You're <laughs> I am. a hero. I am. <laughs> you are a hero. It lies in you. <laughs> Don't forget it, buddy. <laughs> we want to thank you all for joining us. This is Jason. This is Kailani. We'll be back soon.